Hello and welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I'm here. Guys, guess who's finally here? Susie Posey's back from her little sad break she had to take. Susie, do you have anything to say for your your little guests who listen and have been missing hearing your input on these shows? Um, Well, you guys, I would have loved to give some more uh, you know, my opinions, my input, all of that. But um, like all normal human beings, I was feeling a little under the weather last week. You know, sometimes being an adult is you learning that you are not an adult. And that is all I'm saying. <laughs> so that is let's all. Just say, uh, let's just say reality knows how to um, beat you down when yeah. you think you're okay. <laughs> and yeah, anyways, you guys are fine. <laughs> It's okay. She cleared her mind. She got a break this weekend. And Suzanne is back. She's back and she's better. And she's ready to recap these episodes for you and give you some input that maybe goes against what I think, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, how, how has your weekend been, Dina? Um, you uh, been busy? Uh, I didn't really do much this weekend other than go to the gym and had my laser hair removal appointment. I had it, guys. Suzanne booked me six sessions. And so I went and I got my first session done. So I was really happy about that. And guys, so Suzanne finally got a new microphone because I know we've been having mic issues. And oh my God, it's it's tr- switching colors right now. I don't know what kind of mic she got, but it's turning into rainbow colors. <laughs> It's one of those like rainbow, rainbow gamer, twitcher. Yeah, twitch streamer. Yes, yes. It feels very twitch streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Once we're on video next week, you guys will see. It's embarrassing. I feel like I feel like I'm about to open Discord and just like live stream (laughs) me playing Sims. (laughs) Guys, I have been telling Suzanne for a year now, start a Twitch account and because Suzanne creates the craziest storylines when she plays the Sims games. She's been doing it since we've been in middle school. And she she does the craziest thing. She makes her Sims OD. She makes someone get killed by like a disease or by, uh, I don't know. I don't know. She, she just creates the craziest scenarios. And I know she would get so many people who would want to see the stories that she creates in her similar life. I don't know why you won't do it. Well, she's an engineer. She doesn't have time for it, but... Well, I feel like if the Sims game was actually better, I would totally do it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, if any Simmers are out there listening, yeah, Sims 4 sucks. Um, we love anyways, Simulans. Wait, okay, before before we go into this episode, yes. did you say something about Eminem suing some of these ladies? Yeah, oh, you reminded me. So uh, yeah, so Suzanne's a little behind on this. So Eminem is suing Giselle Bryant and Robin the Green Eyed Bandits, for their podcast. So the name of their podcast is called uh, Simply Shady, something like that. So apparently Eminem's daughter recently had started a podcast. And it seems like her podcast has the name Shady in it. But it seems like the name that she has for her podcast is not the actual name she wanted. She seems like she picked that name because the name she wanted is the name that Giselle and Robin have for their podcast name. This is what people are assuming because why else is he suing them for the name of their podcast? So anyways, so people think that she complained to her daddy. She went, dad, I wanted this podcast name and these two random girls have this name. So I want it. So what did Eminem do? He went and he filed a lawsuit against Robin and Giselle to give back, saying that the name Shady, he's trademarked the name Shady because of his albums and his music, so they're not allowed to use it. So now they're in an ongoing lawsuit to say, like, just because you have it in your music, that doesn't mean it's your, like, I don't think he ever trademarked it anyways, so he kind of can't really do that. But yeah, so people think it has to do with his daughter because his daughter's (laughs) podcast name has the name Shady in it, so everyone thinks that she is the reason behind all of this and her daddy's making it happen yep yep what do you think of that well okay so what i think is someone like eminem he probably does have the rights to shady but probably by association he probably has the rights to the actual song slim shady but I on a podcast name come on i feel like that's going too far wait 
No, no, but I think I think where Eminem's coming from is if his daughter is using Shady, no one else should use it because that is by definition an affiliation to Eminem. But on, Giselle and Robin were many- the first housewives to start one of the first housewives to start a podcast, and they've had this podcast for like five years now. Now his daughter wants to come in randomly this year and say, "I want a podcast," and now she, no, that's not fair. Come on, are you really siding with Eminem on this and his bratty I think daughter? I have to side with Eminem. Yeah, I think I have to side with Eminem on this because if anyone gets to use the word Slim Shady, it's got to be his daughter. It can't, like the phrase Slim Shady. So I, feel I like know that. Someone like him, yeah, okay, they might have not been on his radar in the last five years, but now if his daughter wants to do what she wants to do, why would he not do the fatherly thing of being like, yeah, you're right, they shouldn't be using this name. I trademarked it get out of here gosh freaking the fact that now eminem is in contrived in with the freaking bravo like i bet he would have never known who these women were if it weren't for his daughter nagging to him about the freaking podcast i'm just saying first mariah carey now real housewives yeah he really makes his rounds did you see the uh, speaking of mariah carey you know what's his face the guy that mariah carey was married to the comedian man. Uh, Nick Cannon yeah so did you see during Christmas how people were making fun that Nick Cannon has all these Christmas family photos with all these like all his baby mamas and they're all like trying to one-up each other in the most fa- like fancy looking Christmas posters whatever so someone on TikTok made a compilation of all of Nick Cannon's baby mama Christmas photos and I just think it's funny anyways <laughs> that is actually really funny uh but anyway yeah because doesn't he have like i don't know 15 children or something like that yes like he does ridiculous. 15 different baby mamas too they're all from different mothers <laughs> but anyways so anyways. let's get into this uh potomac episode so it's season eight episode 10 friendship is a mother and i could tell they were gonna say mother effer but obviously in a <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, Mother's Day, whatever. Gotta keep it PG, you know. Yeah, obviously. But so we see Karen is getting a tattoo with her daughter. And I personally love Karen's daughter. I love just the way she carries herself and how she's a fashionista and whatever. And I just feel like, so Karen is dressed way too fancy to go get a tattoo, okay? Um, so Karen goes, everyone knows I'm doing triple 20. I'm celebrating life. It's Mother's Day weekend. I want a small G for my mother, Georgia. It sort of makes me cool, you know? Um, you know what I'm saying? Freaking Karen. But then the producers go and ask Karen's daughter, Raven, what she's been up to. And she's just been living it up in New York. She's into fashion. She's doing content creation with the clothing that she, like, styles. She's doing fashion PR. So good for her. Honestly, I feel like Karen's daughter just seems so sweet. I think Karen raised her really well. Karen seems like a great mother. And so then... We do see Karen telling her daughter that she volunteered them to go meet with Giselle and her daughter Grace for breakfast to just tell Giselle's daughter about her college experience and what to expect and what she's going to kind of go into. And then we see Karen getting her tattoo and she's just going, oh, gee, this feels like giving birth. No, literally the way way producers were zooming into her face, she was like, ooh, 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 ooh. No, I just felt like she was doing too much. She was really like, "That's with your microphone." Okay, wait, wait. With your microphone, with your microphone, it sounds like your voice got auto-tuned when you're doing the woo. Like <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. And and I just okay. think I don't know I I just think the way she was reacting to getting a tattoo was kind of funny I can't even imagine a tattoo artist being like oh my god this crazy lady um and yeah I don't know I feel like her and her daughter though they have a very cute dynamic it is adorable did you see how tiny that tattoo was the way Karen was screaming made it seem like she was getting this really big tattoo on her body I mean it is a needle like literally going into your skin and whatever but I feel, I don't know I feel like I feel like people that like tattoos enjoy pain. I don't know. You never put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Just saying. No, just you saying. Don't. Just saying. Are you the Bentley? I am the Bentley. Thank you very much. Are you the what Bentley? are you? What are you a freaking Honda Civic? <laughs> uh no, but you're a Fiat now. Like- what the You're a Kia. Yeah, how does that feel? And they're trying to rebrand themselves right now. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Sloppy jalopy. Sloppy jalopy? That ugly card that's in GTA when. when 
You're nope. like the first car that um, I don't know. You know, if one if of those I, like Grand Theft Auto characters gets like at the very beginning of the. If I knew more cars, I would say more, but I don't know any unless it's like a Ferrari, Maserati, Porsche, like those known cars. I'm not gonna know. <laughs> You're a Hyundai okay. Sonata 2014 Elantra. Does that give you any PTSD? <laughs> oh yeah, how does that make you feel? Oh my God, a lot of PTSD. <laughs> Anyways, so we get into Candace and her mom. They're meeting, which I would have assumed is just an events coordinator. She would rather go by chief commercial officer. Chief commercial <laughs> officer of what? Of a perfume line? A perfume line that's not even known? I think that's what was annoying me. Anyways, so it's just another, another Mother's Day brunch, just like in Miami, except this time they're actually all inviting their moms but without Giselle, of course. And so the lady starts explaining that there's going to be a violinist and a perfume bar and food served and flowers. And it's just going to be like the same vibe of Candace's wedding four seasons ago, which was the most beautiful wedding on Bravo, in my opinion. It was very elegant. And I mean, um, after we saw this Mother's Day brunch, Suzanne, that was so fancy. I just, oh, I would love to go someplace like that and just do a sip and tea, you know, with some girlfriends oh and some flowery dresses. It reminds me of that French bistro place you took us for aid two years ago on that boardwalk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a high tea time, which is always yeah. such a fun experience, I feel like. Um, it's such an underrated art, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, I don't feel like people have enough, I don't know, experiences where, I don't know, they have to be polite and maybe practice some social etiquette. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's such a fun experience. I just think it was funny that Candace, like her explanation for inviting Ashley to the Mother's Day brunch is like, you know, well, Ashley's a raggedy bitch, but a good mom. So like, <laughs> yeah. gee, thanks. thank you so much. I really, 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 really appreciate that. I was really um, surprised Ashley was even invited considering the lawsuit that Ashley's quote unquote ex-husband has against Candace which yeah. again I'm not makes me believe that Ashley's not actually divorcing her husband they're only faking it so that her husband can sue Candace just saying yeah I don't I don't know I feel like the more people ask Ashley about her divorce the less I feel like they're divorced yeah no same it you could just tell she's not leaving that it man. just does not it just does not seem like she's leaving him and I feel like most women when they're finally ready to get divorced they're usually ready to say goodbye forever so you clearly still do not want to say goodbye <laughs> I don't think Ashley's going to leave him till she meets some, like she actually falls in love with someone else. I think that's the point that she's going to leave Michael. Up until then, she's not leaving that man and his money. Okay. She married him <laughs> no. for a certain reason and she's not going to let that one reason go. Just saying. <laughs> but, oh, this is not when we get freaking Wendy meeting with potential producers. Um, First of all, those they look like children. Why do they look like 15-year-olds? It looked like she's hiring a bunch of 15-year-olds to produce her daytime talk show, have podcast, have the view. Well, have, well she's, trying, like, she's trying to have a talk show. And, like, I just think it's funny. Like, oh you can't just become the next Oprah. Okay, what yeah. are we trying to be the next Oprah? I don't know. I, do, do people even watch, like, talk shows anymore that's what i'm saying even I if they do people watch those on podcast. tv no one's gonna go on youtube unless you're like candace owens or or like those viral streaming youtubers who sit for two three hours just talking but she's like i'm gonna do what other people have never done talk politics and entertainment uh, <laughs> i think there's a lot of people out there who do both but not worse she goes in to talk to these people well before she talks to them about her concept, she, we find mm -hmm. out why Marsha was let go. But they show a flashback of Wendy giving Marsha all these ideas for her podcast. And Marsha goes, uh, no, uh, I don't like that idea. Uh, no. So in my opinion, Wendy actually let go of Marsha because Marsha realized how stupid this idea was. And she knew that Mar Marsha wasn't going to see the vision. So she she picked a bunch of 15-year-olds Marsha was being around. too close-minded. But it turned out Marsha apparently wanted 50%. I was like, whoa, Marsha wanted a lot. <laughs> that woman. Well, is okay. If you, well, if you think about it, like, I feel like a lot of what goes into something like a talk show or a podcast is actually more the behind the scenes. The very, very last thing is you actually talking 
on no, the podcast. That is true. So I feel like that's why like someone would ask for 50% because what is Wendy actually doing? She keeps asking them like, well, do you think we'll be ready to record? Well, you're asking these people to write you the script to get the concept tailored, to make sure it's a successful show. They're basically doing all of this with whatever ideas you're about to give them. And like... Yeah, but uh, if this is a I weekly mean, thing, you're going to be having to stay up to date with weekly topics, uh, anything going on with celebrities, even your own castmates, uh, whatever's going on with politics too. Like she goes in, into... This is what annoyed me. She goes, I want, it. I want people to feel like they're at their cousin's house. First of all, when I listen to something, the last thing I want to feel like I'm doing is hanging out with my cousins, okay? Nothing against them. They're cool people, but you know. And then she goes, I want to go from talking about the Grammys to North Korea. And then you see the two future producer people look at each other like, how is she going to go from talking about, like, Ashton Kutcher cheating on oh, Mila Kunis to, to the North Korean well, well, <laughs> issues? Well, I think what's funny is she she starts this thing by saying that she feels destined for this project. She oh. wants to talk about North Korea and imposter syndrome, <laughs> no. but while it's also feeling homey, like at your cousin's house, but also making sure that you're touching on the Grammys, being a black woman, a White House correspondence dinner, the BET Awards laundry. So basically, you're telling me this talk show is about whether King, Kim Jong-un <laughs> watched the Grammys, tried to do laundry, but he couldn't. And now you can talk him through his imposter syndrome while he makes time to attend the White House dinner. Great audience, Wendy. Great audience. I think you've really hit the nail on this. <laughs> She's trying to hit every niche group she could possibly hit. This is going to be a five-hour podcast because no offense, like hitting one topic on its own lasts at least 30 to 45 to an hour, you know, minutes. So if she's going to hit each of these topics and each topic on its own lasts at least 30 minutes, that's like a four-hour talk show who's gonna sit down for that it's like, it's like you know i think she's really just trying to boil the ocean here uh start small you know start with a simple idea and then it can like grow wings and do things so i don't know i just thought it was really funny and then she um she kind of starts talking about how like she considers it to be a show in the middle it has hard-hitting topics oh. but it's you know with dr wendy so she's gonna make you laugh Okay, I mean, I don't feel like much of what Wendy says makes me laugh. I mean, I feel like a lot of the other girl uh, women are much funnier than her on the show. Um, but anyways, she, she was saying that she wanted to film the first episode by the next month. And the girl kindly tells her to tighten the concept, a.k.a. your yes. idea sucks. It's like they're all over the place. You can't have an episode done in a month when you don't even know what you want to actually talk about. That's kind of the yeah. I mean, these 15-year-olds look a lot smarter than Wendy, okay? I see why she hired them at the end. She was like, you guys are smart as 15. I mean, I they're obviously not 15, but... Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, I mean okay, are you going to be surprised that, like, the people that are going to understand how to stream something and like create something real quick are going to be younger i wouldn't be that <laughs> but i feel like i don't know this whole thing was weird but then we see neka furniture shopping with her sister which was kind of like a fail in my opinion i mean neka recently moved to potomac so her house isn't furnished at all so her and her sister are walking around looking at furniture by the way so the cups they were drinking of the champagne cups people on reddit pointed at the bottom of the cup while they were drinking it you see the clearance tag at the bottom so either neka went and stopped by walmart real quick on her way to this furniture shop to get these stuff and then picked up a $10 Prosecco to fill up these champagne. But I don't know because everyone was like a furniture shop like that. That's just randomly there in the middle of the street. Like every other furniture shop is not going to give you champagne. It's not going to serve you champagne unless you're going to like Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills where like the Beverly Hills ladies, they always go to private plate like the most expensive places so they're always handed champagne these ladies went to those nor like basic rooms to go ashley furniture places <laughs> they don't give you say, anything like, i think the most we got was a chocolate chip cookie at an ashley's furniture i mean <laughs> why would you have been, well, at least i don't I could just imagine I can just imagine her entering entering rooms to go and just being like, hey, hey, uh, real quick, like takes out two plastic flutes. That's and, like, so embarrassing. You know, opens opens, pours it in. And then she's like, OK, OK, now we're ready to record. Let's go. The worst thing is that it just shows that she didn't wash these ahead of time either, because if she would have at least washed them, the tag would have at least started peeling off a bit or whatever. She got these straight from the clearance or the Dollar Tree even and came. Actually, no, the Dollar Tree doesn't have the clearance. Mm -hmm. stuff, so it's definitely Target or Walmart. But anyways, whatever. 
But so they go through the couches, they're drinking champagne, and they start singing together the song from when they were kids. And it's just really cute. Nothing really happens here. But NECA does explain the relationship with her sister that they're like Sour Patch Kids. And they were like oil and water. But the older they get, the closer they do get, which... I think a lot of sisters understand that, that you go through the phase when we were kids. Suzanne wanted to let me use the pink crayon, which I will be saying this oh every my God, you chance. Always, Guys, you I will never let this go. I will uh, never uh, let this go. You, I, you gotta stop with the pink I, crayon, okay? You know someone, someone if you're if, if one of our listeners is a therapist, please come and talk to her because <laughs> this why is a trauma response so on this pink crayon. You clearly huh? have triggered some sort of trauma response with not letting no, me use no, the pink crayon a as a kid. <laughs> But stop it. This is not a charm response. Okay. I don't even want to hear it. She's fine. Okay. Nothing happened to her because she couldn't color with a pink crayon. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, in case your concept of time was off, I let you use it after a week. Okay. So it was not that big of a deal. There was multiple times. You know, I think us doing times. these recaps it together is going to be the therapy I need for us to parents. salvage old rehashing like old memories together this is this is gonna rescue our relationship our relationship's already rescued but you know <laughs> or it's gonna open up old wounds actually just like how i was triggered right now with the pink crayon okay well you know what you're triggering me this is reminding me why you come <laughs> over up and Bro, she was a bully. At, at the age of four well you know i was triggered again when Suzanne came to visit she was on facetime with her friend and i was nagging her was i nagging you to do an episode with me or something was that what it was yeah, she was nagging me in a very rude yes. way no no, no 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 let me tell my story so anyway so i was nagging her right so i come yeah. barging into her room because uh, no i was nagging Ridiculous. her because no she was supposed to go buy me something before rude. we went out Rude. So Suzanne, while my brother was showering, I was like, okay, we have like 20 minutes to spare. Let's go to the grocery store. Let's get it and come back. And she was like, okay, whatever. Next thing I know, I hear her friend, Senna, hey, Senna, FaceTime her, her BFF, right? So I get annoyed at this point. I'm like, okay, she's going to talk to her five minutes. Suzanne goes on and talks to her for 30 minutes. And I'm, I'm lucky. I'm like, okay, my brother's still getting ready. Suzanne, okay, come on, let's go. It was like 20 minutes. Anyways let me tell my story the way I want to tell it. So then I barge into Suzanne's room. I have a little bit of an attitude. Okay. I only had an attitude because I asked Suzanne three times ahead of time. Are you going to go to the grocery store? And she goes, I'm going to leave right now. She goes downstairs. Then I hear her voice talking to my parents or sitting on the couch on TikTok. So then when I see she chooses her friend over me, I was like, wow, Suzanne, are you not going to go get it? And then while she's on the phone with her friend, Suzanne likes to play the dominant big sister role and goes, oh and goes, and then she Stop. goes, Lena, I don't appreciate your attitude right now. And I look at her and then her friend cracks up laughing. The second I hear her friend laugh, I explode on my sister. I was like, you're stupid. You know, like a little five-year-old. And I slam her door and I hear them laughing together into the wind. Like they're just laughing together inside the bedroom. So I, I was triggered. Okay. I was triggered. Well, I can confirm that is what happened because you know what? I got to check that attitude. And then, Thank and then you. you know what? You know what Lena oh, did God. after that? She literally <laughs> texted me like I'm like some stranger girl that just broke up their friendship. And she literally was like, wow, you really want to show your friends you're big, huh? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? gonna abuse me and i have to take it you know because we were going out we were going out with the family that day so we were out at dinner and i was ignoring suzanne the whole time so suzanne didn't even realize i was pissed at her because suzanne was over it by then i knew you were pissed i knew you were just ignoring it so suzanne tried to talk to me like nothing happened so then i kept ignoring her then you know it started an argument at the dinner table and then we cleared it It up not much of an argument i just cried And then it works every time. And then she starts with, Lena's emotionless. She's an emotionless sister. And I'm like, what did I do? No, no. It's just that, it's just that, you know what, you guys, it was literally my last day in Texas before I had to go back to San Francisco. And guess what? Lena, without fail, just like clockwork. No, no. Just like clockwork work always gets mad at me the last day and you know what we were doing great we didn't even fight no i was about to say no but this is still progress though compared to the every every time suzanne comes we always have to fight at least once we always always have to fight at least once okay but anyways, let's get back into our notes. Sorry, I just had to get on a rant of this girl triggering anyways, me. Okay. Anyways, when um, and anyways when NECA said that her sister was her arch nemesis, I can say I can. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny here in your notes? Why did you put did you you go interesting name, but you spelled NECA's name wrong? Was that autocorrect? It wasn't NECA. It wasn't NECA. Her sister's name oh. is like Nijitika. 
Oh, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, she didn't even say her name out loud, but basically I read the name and I tried to type it as much as as well as I, I could. I think I spelled it wrong, but I put Nijitika. No, but I love, you know, they need to bring on more African women because it reminds me of with Arab girls when there's a Khadija or a Fatima or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And people want to make fun of their names. Like, you know what? Nejika, Nejidika. I, I don't want to say it wrong. I wish you were a friend of this season. Okay. Bring us more African women because I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we don't get enough of those. I feel like there's a lot of them in America and they kind of act like they don't exist. Have you noticed like this oh, is a I new thought- thing of them bringing Africans? Oh, totally. I feel like, um, I feel, I I feel like there needs to be more African representation, Mm -hmm. which I like. Yeah, me too. And okay. Oh, I missed this part though, because they do talk about their dad or Neka talks about her dad. And apparently their dad came here. He was an immigrant, like a lot of people who come from overseas and he came here with nothing. He was actually a taxi cab driver and worked his way up to becoming an interventional cardiologist, which is apparently the highest form of cardiology, something I don't even know of, which man, that takes skill. Okay. I would just have to say a neurologist, the ones that work with the nerves or do surgery on the nerves. (laughs) And then a cardiologist, I feel like are... I don't know. You are a God's gift if you work any of those two things. But well, well, you know what? Maybe if you weren't mean to my friend Senna, she would have told you what level of um, uh, <laughs> I don't know profession that that medical person was. You should tell Senna okay. to start watching Bravo shows because it seems like we talk about her a lot on the pod, and she's a featured guest in here. So I mean, if hey, you should tell her to start listening because she's definitely in this. But I love this next scene. (laughs) (laughs) But we get into this next scene where it's Karen and Giselle and they're meeting with their daughters for breakfast together, which I love seeing them and their daughters. So Karen and Giselle, they come in. It's funny because they have the same hairstyle. Um, But did you have any notes on this part with their outfits? Oh, yeah. So (laughs) basically, uh, basically, her daughter's like, this brings the sauce. To the outfit brings oh, yeah. the sauce and she was kind of talking about her sunglasses but i just thought it was really funny because you know we all know that the go-to <clears throat> go-to slang when i was back in college was girl that slays right that's yeah but apparently things don't slay anymore it's things riz now bring the sauce you now riz. bring the R- sauce, sauce. The outfit. suzanne oh my god no. suzanne shut up you're sounding like a millennial right now did you just say bring oh. the sauce what is no, that's literally what she said. She said, bring the sauce sure? to the outfit. Did she really say that? Because I thought the word now for the, the Gen Zs is Riz. That's what you have it now. You have Riz. riz. It, it is Riz, but you bring the sauce. Okay, for a second, I really thought that was you saying it. I was like, Suzanne, oh my God, you're sounding so old right now. Oh my God, you guys, I am not old. Okay, if you were to see me, I'm young at heart forever. You're at the end of millennial. I'm at the very beginning of Gen Z. Like I'm literally the first year of Gen Z. You're the last year of millennial. Um, no, I'm considered the first year of Gen Z. No, I saw that ni- 97. Wait. No, I saw 97 no, no, is what said, starts it. No, they said it's officially 96. That means they're always changing it up. At this point, I don't believe any of that. That means, you know what? I'm a baby boomer. I'm a boomer. If that's what it's going to come to at this point. Sounds like it. <laughs> so... Anyway, so we come to find out that Karen and Giselle's daughters were actually together in something called Jack and Jill, which is a black historical organization which brings together black children to give back to the community. I thought this was so cute to like know that they have stuff like that for their like for their groups of people. And which is apparently how Karen and Giselle came to know one another. But we see Karen, this is when Karen throws shade in the confessional at Giselle saying, Giselle just showed up one night at the meeting. I had to accept her, though. But she just transferred in. So like Giselle had maybe just moved to Atlanta, uh, to Potomac from like a different state after her divorce. And they kind of just had to accept her. But they go in uh, like into this dessert baking competition that happened years ago that apparently Giselle alleges Karen cheated in because Karen wanted her cousin to win. But Karen is saying that Giselle didn't follow the instructions for the display of the baking. But Giselle thinks that Karen just didn't want Giselle to have the sash and crown. But anyway, so they bring up how exciting it is for Grace to go to Florida for college. (laughs) And Grace just admits that it's nerve-wracking leaving because she's kind of a homebody. And we see Giselle asking Raven if she wanted to visit Karen when she first moved out. And Raven goes, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, I did not want to come back home, okay? (laughs) And that's what everyone who first goes to college says, honestly. I mean, I'm not really surprised. But, you know, she just starts encouraging 
uh, what's her fa- what's her name <laughs> Grace that you know you're you're gonna be excited when you're there you're gonna meet a lot of these people you're gonna go to all these events like you're just gonna grow into your own person so she's giving her all this advice but it's really all about courage it's really just all about courage I also think it's uh, kind of cute that Giselle feels like her daughter's the glue in the house so I thought that was kind of sweet um, but yeah you know college is a great experience um, I did make a note. Of, yeah. like, how many times they showed the Potomac ladies, like, just having lunch. And I feel like yeah. it was really, like, three to four, three to four times. I don't know. I just feel like they need a couple more locations. They're getting to, like, lazy. these one-on-ones. Well, I feel like production is so lazy. Didn't, didn't you say that? Yeah, so um, the production team for uh, Potomac is the same production team that was for Atlanta's most recent season. That was the worst season of Atlanta to ever be on Bravo. So it had been released recently that they just got fired. So everyone's really excited about that because we think that they're the reason these recent seasons have been really bad. But speaking of laziness, I know we didn't recap Beverly Hills together last week, but did you watch it? Uh, yes. Did you? Because the the last half of last episode, it was literally just half of them were all FaceTime scenes. It was literally just everyone FaceTiming each other, Suzanne. It was the laziest thing production has ever done. Everyone was so annoyed of it. That episode could have just not been an episode last week. Oh, my God, especially for Beverly Hills. Like... Beverly Hills sucks this season. I don't know why some people are thinking it's good. <laughs> Even though, like, we're, over here. Yeah. we're still going to recap it, though. But, you know, they've been sucking yeah, lately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Beverly Hills has not been my favorite. You you guys already know my favorite's SLC, Galisa. Yeah, SLC's um, the best. But, but, you know, I was going to say, I feel like it's kind of a California thing to just, like, constantly FaceTime. I feel like it takes a lot to get people to just Is it that everyone's house in out. California is so far from each other that they just don't want to keep driving there? I mean, are they that tough? Yeah, in, in, like, L.A., Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, anyways, so now we anyways, go into the scene. We go to this next scene. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. Robin and Juan this scene was so bad so bad it this just, scene was this, so cringe I yeah it's like what even happened here Juan being so dismissive it's so annoying like like uh, Robin I don't know why Robin acts like Juan yeah. is a good partner I just feel like every time she talks to him every time she tries to share concerns he's not listening He has, he's very far off like he, he looks, looks worse like he in has... every episode, every time. Like if I was Robin, I would hide my husband from the camera at that point. No, <laughs> like why? Like... I literally would stuff him in the closet and just not bring him out because uh, what is this? No, like this entire scene. I mean, their sons are getting stretched out. And then we see Robin receives a text from Candace about Mother's Day brunch. But Robin's even surprised that she's even receiving a text from Candace at this point because Robin doesn't even want an apology from Candace. You could tell Robin's like, I'm done. I don't want her friendship. She went too far. And now we get, this is, this is when Robin, I mean, Juan's being an asshole. And she just asks Robin about his job search. And he obviously hasn't found one. Feels like he's not even trying. And then Robin brings up wanting to spend more time together with Juan. And we hear him snoring, which I personally believe he was faking sleep, sleeping, just so they didn't have to have this conversation on camera. Okay. So. Also, what makes you think, what makes you think you're going to get any, like, productive conversations out while you're both getting like this physical therapy massage like I just feel like it's so awkward having this conversation with like two other people like trying to give you uh, masseuse. like I I don't know what do they call it um when they're stretching you uh, out or whatever like a Swedish like a Swedish massage or like whatever like I don't know I just feel like uh, it's just not a good time to like have a productive thing so like back to my comment with production so okay, if you guys aren't going to take them, uh, like, I guess if you guys can't find any other places, then, like, places to eat. You think the next best place is a massage parlor? That's what I'm saying. I, I, was I like, just feel like it's such a mess. Such I feel like mess. this is the only thing Juan accepted to film on camera. He was like, you want to go to another lunch where the girls can roast me? I'll do physical therapy session with my boys. So they were like, okay, we'll take it, Juan. <laughs> But now we see Ashley getting ready with her mom for Mother's Day. And Ashley tries to get her mom to eat something healthy. She's like, Mom, eat some veggies over here, girl. And (laughs) she tries to get her mom to eat some asparagus. And her mom tells her she doesn't like it. And she doesn't even like Brussels sprouts because it makes your coochie stank. I was like, who told you that? Veggies are supposed to make you be all clean and stuff down there. I was like, dang, her mom does not like healthy food. 
Well, well, you know what's funny is that, like, it doesn't do that, actually, but what it does is that asparagus can change the smell of your pee, and only some people can uh, can actually smell that change. Um, but does it so, change yeah, fun fact. the smell down there or just the pee? No, just the pee. Okay, good. It's like okay. The, <laughs> yeah, no. I just, after strange. the fact, because apparently asparagus is one of those things that, like, your body can't digest, so... Really? It's like in the well, you can't digest all vegetables. It just goes back to the basic. Speaking of vegetables, you know, you bought this really big pack of broccoli at Costco, and Mama found it in the freezer. She was like, "Suzanne's broccoli." I know. She's she's gonna force feed it to Lara. (laughs) Good. There's actually a very easy way to make good broccoli. I'll give you the recipe. And Lara was so excited. She came home from school today, and the first thing she wanted to do was get on the treadmill. Oh, she got I think this is going to be great for her. You know, it's going to help her out. But anyways, yeah. so but we see that Ashley actually loves Mother's Day because she says that she had a mother, basically only a mother because her dad didn't. I don't know if you saw that season. There was a previous season where Ashley tried to reconnect with her dad. Her dad's a white man. And Ashley made the camera people like hide in the bushes kind of basically. And when she went to go confront her dad. Her dad was like, get out of here. Like, I don't want He wouldn't even open the door. He literally, the second he saw Ashley through the door, he was like, leave. Like, I don't want you here. And it was so embarrassing. And Ashley walked away and started crying. And she never tried to talk to her dad again. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So basically, she just says that she just values having this day because it, her mom commemorates her and acknowledges her for her hard work and the effort she puts in with her kids, which I could tell Ashley's a great mom. She just has a horrible, disgusting husband who likes to touch others men's other men's butts without their consent. Okay. So we get into the oh. Mother's Day brunch. <clears throat> and first of all, Karen is the first to arrive. Literally the first to arrive. Nobody is at this party. Not even a worker. No one. Karen's like, is anyone here? But Karen's outfit, Suzanne, she looked stunning here. The dress, the hair, when it was this sleek is back. This is the prettiest Karen's I've ever been. Ever seen yep. Amazing. I like a princess, honestly. She beat every lady. Also, here. okay, wait, wait, real, qu- <clears throat> real quick. Do you feel like she got a facelift by yes. the time that this Liberty brunch happened? Because her face was not moving. <laughs> so, and I did not, and I did not feel like it was Botox because she looked way prettier than she normally looks. Go back and rewatch the first five minutes of the first episode of season one. And let me know if you if you could tell, like, the differences in Karen's face. Just let me know. I just want to see it, like, because okay. Karen has gotten a lot of work done. I just don't know what it is she got. But she looks great. Okay. But, yeah, no, she looks good. So we see the, yeah. the CCO, freaking, I'm just going to call it an event coordinator because that's <laughs> what she is to me. She comes to welcome the Karen. Operational. Yeah, whatever it is. And she brings up her fragrance line to Karen. And then obviously Karen does not miss an opportunity, ma'am. She goes and brings up her La Dame fragrance. uh, Like that it's in Bloomingdale and it's doing great. So anyway, so Candace comes in with her mom and she's in awe with the decor, how it all came out. And I'm not going to lie, like the presentation, this whole thing that she did was perfect. I, if I could have a Very wedding in a, in a setting like this, this is where I would want my wedding setting to be. But we see Mia comes in without her mom and it kind of seems like their relationship isn't doing well again. Um, and her, she's kind of making excuses for her mom that her mom's at work, but she does say in her confessional, her mom clearly is still very close with her sister and gives her sister all this attention, but her mom doesn't really care to see her. Her mom was an addict when she was younger. And uh, last year, Mia talked about trying to fix the relationship with her mom, but her mom just doesn't care about her. It's weird. I don't know why. Is it, is it that? So I haven't seen the previous season, Mm -hmm. but a part of me feels like someone like Mia would probably hold resentment towards her mom. Cause like, cause like, okay, there's always, two different types of siblings like I feel like one is usually more willing to work it out even if like let's say the parent was doing something Mm -hmm. bad at the time like an addict and another one typically harbors resentment for feeling like their parent was never there so it ends up being harder for them to reconnect so I I don't know I can't tell obviously I have not seen but one one observation I made is like what if it's that like she hasn't tried to hang out with her enough like you know because she was saying that like oh well you know my mom doesn't realize like I'm here so like basically she's just like waiting for her mom to realize she's here but I feel like when you get to a certain point it's kind of more on you to have that relationship with your parent see I would 
and I am definitely on that side. I am the on the side where we are the ones who have to work on the relationship with a parent. I'm against people who say the parent needs to reach out to you. No, we need to reach out to our parents, okay? The only thing I will say is that in this scenario, with Mia's mom, it's that Mia was the firstborn, and then her mom was, like, addicted to drugs and alcohol, and then her mom met a new man, had a daughter with that man, and then chose to be a mom to that girl and literally just discarded of Mia. So it's like she started a new family, sobered up, and then chose to be the right mom for her. And then when she sobered up, she didn't care about Mia. So that's the only thing that makes me be like, okay, if I was Mia, I'd be like, what the hell? Like you fixed yourself up, but okay, what about me? You know, we've never dealt with parents who get into drugs or alcohol. Like our parents are sober people. So we've never had to deal with something where it's like they, but her mom is, does not care about her. I feel like her mom's not really, I don't know. Her mom doesn't care about her. And I feel like this explains why Mia is the way that she is. But anyway, so I don't know. I just feel like half of this party was kind of Candace just greeting people and introducing people to her mom. And so we see Neca come in with her sister. And as she's trying to say hi to Candace, we see Candace on the phone with Wendy, which is kind of Wendy's way of saying, I'm not showing up to this party. I'm not going to be in the scene. And her excuse is that she had a book event that's been planned for a while, which let me make a comment. Okay. She is lying. She is lying because... Let me tell you, because she, uh, Candace's event isn't last minute because before every season starts, every producer sits with every cast member. You know how every cast member has their own producer that basically like becomes their BFF and they tell them what's going on in your life. What's going to be your storyline this season? So every producer knows what events are going to already be taking place this uh, this season because production already has to get a licensing thing from every place. Like every time they have a brunch, every time they have an event, anything, they always have to get permission from that space weeks in advance. If they can film anyways in that area, they can't just easily film anywhere. Like anywhere they go is always pre-planned. Anytime they have these one-on-ones in public places in any scene on Bravo or any reality show, they always have to make sure with the, the with the restaurant or the business or the hotel that they can film there first. And that takes weeks. Like, you need to ha- have them sign paperwork and stuff. So Wendy knew when they first started the season that there was going to be this Mother's Day brunch. But the second Wendy realized that there was going to be a storyline about her own mom basically worshiping the devil, she was like, oh, crap. If I bring my mom to this Mother's Day brunch, is going to confront my mom. And I don't need my mom to say the wrong thing on camera. So uh, Wendy didn't want to bring her mom. Okay. That's what it is. Every housewife knows. Like, like for example, when they when they tell them, oh, ladies, we're going to Spain this cast trip. Woo! They all know before the season starts that they're already going to have a cast trip to Spain. It just production chooses every year. Okay, this trip, we're going to say it's Alexia's trip. This trip, we're going to say it's Kyle Richards' trip. Like, they just do that so it seems like it's that lady planned it for the story to make sense. But in reality, yeah. they know what they're going to do and what places and charity events they're going to go to as the season is going Mm. along, you know? So that's why Wendy's lying here. Wendy, last minute, dropped out of Candace's Little Mother's Day brunch, okay? Wow. Just saying. So had to go on that spiel. (laughs) But anyway, so me and Sharice are talking, and Sharice brings up seeing Jacqueline. Jacqueline, I I don't know if you watched last season, was Mia's best friend that – was a friend of last season. Mia introduced her. And Mia just introduced her best friend on on the show and then started basically telling the whole world Jacqueline's secrets. Like, Jacqueline's gone for one of Mia's husbands before. Uh, <gasps> Mia and Gordon have taken care of Jacqueline. They bought her a car. They bought her a home. Like, they've done <gasps> things for her. And uh, I don't know if no. you remember last episode when Karen did her PAVE event for the people who have been raped, you know, that thing. Well, Mia ended up admitting that the reason she treated Jacqueline so badly last season and why she treats her badly is because Mia was in a situation where Jacqueline left Mia in in an apartment with Jacqueline's boyfriend and then they ended up raping Mia or doing something to her and so she said she's never forgiven Jacqueline for that so she feels like anytime last season when she exploited all of Jacqueline's secrets it was because she just like she has un unprocessed or unresolved uh, resentment towards Jacqueline for that situation so Jacqueline anyway so Sharice is telling Mia we were all like I had an event a few weeks ago and me and Neka were at this event and Jacqueline was there drinking and Jacqueline was crying about you like me had cut her off after last no. season. OK. And so and yeah. So anyway, so then Mia was like, well, what was Jacqueline saying? And she was like, uh, Jacqueline was basically trying to expose you to everyone at this charity event that she was at. This is not with the cameras. So then Neka goes wow. in her confessionals and basically Neka's out here saying that Jacqueline is basically saying that Mia 
as having an affair with a coworker of hers. So keep in mind, Ooh. her and Gordon. Yep. So this is what's going to come. Because remember, Mia is now dating someone. Mia is like basically engaged to someone now. And her and Gordon just got divorced two months ago. Or like recently oh filed for divorce God. two months ago. Yeah. So remember, because the, in the trailer, it showed Gordon telling Mia, you're the one who's been cheating on me for months now. Or whatever. And remember, Mia and Gordon yeah. got kicked out of the family business, the chiropractor business. So I believe Mia was actually sleeping with one of the people who works at the family business who's not a family member. And one of Gordon's brothers found out. And that's why they also got fired. Because they're like, so you guys are embezzling money from the company and your wife is cheating on you with one of our coworkers? You're out of here. Oh, and so, yeah, not good. That's just wow. what I think is happening. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like going on this rant of stuff, but it's because all no, these things are okay. coming out. But, you know, yeah. Any any I mean, thoughts, concerns? Really know, I mean, they really know how to get kicked out. Damn. I mean, not only are you going to embezzle all the funds from the company, but yeah, you're yeah. going to go sleep with someone yeah. and then get caught by your husband's family. Like, that is so messy. This is just that what I'm so guessing. Messy. This is what I feel like they kicked him out, not just for me embezzling money from the company, but I also just, because... I just, why else would Jacqueline say that Mia had an affair with a coworker? The coworker, Mia worked for a family business. So who else would the coworker be? It's someone in the family mm -hmm. business. And it's obviously not a family member, but it might have been someone who maybe worked below her or something, you know? And the thing with Mia mm -hmm. is that you, you see how this entire season so far, she's leaving breadcrumbs as to her and Gordon are having marriage issues because Gordon's been trying to sue his own brothers. And she just is so against that. Like, we shouldn't be going against family members. And I feel like that's all BS. Mia's just trying to lie her way out so that when she divorces Gordon she's, she's like trying I'm to cover mm -hmm. she's trying to yeah. she's the one who broke up the family you broke up the family you ruined the business and yep. I mean your husband ruined the business technically almost did but they kicked him out so yep okay exactly. and, and you know it's always the snakiest ones that make an effort to keep carrying themselves with poise like mm -hmm. i don't know why but mia's like mannerisms kind of bother me like yeah <laughs> the way the way she moves just feels too dramatic i don't feel like it's she's real. very calculated like she's constantly i feel like she's just always putting on a show why yep. do you care so much you know like it's just like your her elegance feels performative like, a li gives a little bit of that. monica vibes just a little bit but without being a blogger like i don't ever see mia doing that because she really wants to be friends with the castmates but mia is like a compulsive liar mia's known everyone on reddit it's like no mia and monica are compulsive liars you know and yeah oh but she's entertaining, though. I want Mia to stay, in my opinion. So I want her to keep coming. <laughs> but we see them. They all start eating. And I don't know. I feel like they don't really like the food. They kind of... Ashley doesn't seem into the food. Karen doesn't seem into... I don't know. This is just something I kind of pointed out. But we see Charisse <laughs> questioning Ashley about her divorce with Michael, since they are still considered married and legally. And so Ashley does admit that she does have to sign the papers at this point. But it's very emotional for her. And she doesn't really feel a sense of urgency. Ashley's just clearly comfortable with the money at this point that comes with being with Michael. And she just doesn't want to let that check go. Okay, that's that's yeah. all it is. <laughs> just say that, Ashley. But we see Karen talking about LaDom again and her fragrance line. And Candace is just like, if Karen wants to talk about her business, she can talk about her business. So now we see <laughs> NECA. She asks Candace if Wendy's even coming. But Candace confirms that she won't be there. And we see Ashley pointing out that Wendy knows this wasn't the time and place. But Ashley admits that she would not have been as mature as Wendy to not bring her mom. Because if Ashley's mom knew that someone was talking about her, her mom would be like, bring me to this Mother's Day brunch so I can fight him. So, I mean, I guess that's the difference between Ashley's family and then Wendy's family. Wendy's mom holds herself correctly if she knows when to start a scene. But Candace tells all the ladies that she'll be meeting with Robin to talk about their issues one-on-one. -on -one. And we go in to see Ashley ask Karen when they can come to Siri County because uh, Karen is now like, an ambassador or something to Surrey County, some county in Virginia or whatever it is, or Maryland. And Karen makes up this excuse that because of insurance reasons, she won't be able to bring all the ladies with her. So she's going to be drawing names out of a hat to see which ladies will come with her when she presents this award or, or something. So Candace, oh yeah, which is it's just an excuse. Because uh, Karen just doesn't want to be embarrassed by these ladies at the place that she's considered an ambassador. But it's, but Candace takes all the ladies in so she can. Either Karen, I wouldn't trust them either. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> no, to me, 
You know what I was wondering? <laughs> I was like, what insurance can it be that you can't bring the ladies? Is yeah. It like a person protective insurance? Are you like insuring them from the public? What What is this insurance? What I mean, Mia insurance? was wondering that too. Mia was like, if you need me to help you pay for that insurance, I'll pay for it so I can come to Surrey <laughs> County. I mean, <laughs> what is, what's even in Surrey County? They showed it last year and it looked like a hick town. I mean, it just looked like Surrey County is like, um, I don't know, think of like Prosper in Texas before it becomes oh, yeah. like a big thing. Like it looks like you're expanding into this new city mm. and like it's a newer city. I don't know. I have not looked it up, but. But Candace ends up just bringing all the ladies inside so she can sing a song. She sings. She does her thing. She has a beautiful voice, though. Not going to lie. It's a wonderful party. And do you have any notes on this party before we move on? No, that was it. I mean, I thought it was a, a great Mother's Day brunch. Uh, I was a little worried, like, the first half of the episode that the Mother's Day brunch was literally, like, Candace at that restaurant, like, with her mom and then the other one. Like, I was like, oh, my God, is that it? Is that the Mother's Day yeah. brunch? I was very happy that they had this kind of event. I think it's the prettiest event I've seen them put on in the in the last few episodes. Um, you know, very high it, budget I event have, because Potomac always has low budget, budget events. <laughs> it was a very high budget event. Those flowers looked expensive. The women were all dressed to the nines, and I thought it was a very very lovely event. But then, of course, we have Candace and Robin. Oh my gosh, here we go. And Robin comes in not really seeming to want to mend fences with Candace. And so then Candace tells Robin she's here to listen to her about what she did to hurt Robin. And so Robin goes on to tell her that it's pretty self-explanatory what she did. But okay, okay. Robin is right here. But Candace's, Candace's Twitter fingers are so bad during the season like it reminds me of my twitter fingers when i was in college you remember me in college guys anytime this was old me okay really bad i am reformed now this is why i ended up deleting my twitter okay because i knew i couldn't handle it anymore anytime i would like a friendship of mine would break up or if a boy broke my heart or something bro i would get on twitter and i would start exposing these people's secrets i was such a bad friend i was i was that friend that you should not have trusted telling me your secrets because if you broke my heart it was going to be on the Twitter feed. Okay. It was going to be on the Twitter feed. Was gonna know. Everyone in your high school was going to know what you did. In college. It, it ended up being college time. And I, it was funny because then obviously, you know, the friends that cared about me when I would fight with someone and then I'd be like, well, she ended up having a sugar daddy anyways. She ended up doing this. And then I'd have my friend be like, Lena, delete your Twitter right now. You are overdoing it. You're just mad. No. And then, and then I'd end up. <laughs> friends literally lena would come in and read the tweet to me like hey does this sound bad like yeah that sounds absolutely horrible please delete the tweet no susan would be like what's the tweet and i'd be like and i'd be like she had an std and then hid it from her two future boyfriends that she had a few years ago susan would be like wait did you post this already i'd be like it's been posted for two hours wild anyways yeah so that was my little spiel of my twitter drama but like i said i've reformed i'm a changed woman now so it's all good okay no one lets her have a twitter anymore basically everybody including her closest friends including myself even including some people in my family (laughs) we basically all got her down and we were like no (laughs) no twitter for you yeah i was just like thinking with my yeah (laughs) i know imagine but no you know even if i were to make a twitter now Mm. i'm not worried about that it's like i was before you know once i hit 25 and you know that thing that just clicks in your brain it's i was changed before 25 though but i'm just saying after being 25 you know honestly i'm not really pleading my case really well here i'm i don't do that anymore guys i'm a grown woman okay so moving on yes so so robin explains I feel when they see a friend take to social media, <laughs> print media, television media, and repeatedly spread lies and trash them and drag them for, for a personal decision they made that had nothing to do with you. So as soon as you took to Twitter and gave your ranting commentary about what was going on in my life, I said, oh, the friendship is killed. And then Candace has the audacity to say, I didn't say what I said to be offensive like, to you, but like, for what? Dude, like, I mean, what? Like when I tweeted those mean things, I did them to hurt my my former friends. Okay, I did not tweet mean things to not hurt people's feelings. Come on! Literally, no one no one's tweeting tea. No one's like trying to slander Ugh. people without the intention of trying to hurt their feelings. So, uh, 
obviously we don't believe you. And then Candace explains that she didn't think anything of it when she tweeted it because they all tweet about each other. But like, Lena, is that even true? Like, do all the women they, actually okay. tweet about it, each other? I, I swear for Potomac. Like- okay, so in general, when the Housewives, like when the uh, episodes are airing, a lot of them will be tweeting. Like, you know, Kyle Richards and all those, they'll be tweeting some stuff. But they don't go as far as the Candace goes. Candace takes it to a different level. But I've never actually seen Giselle or Robin actually go out and tweet something unless they were defending themselves from something Candace had said. Usually, I've never seen any of their tweets out, which means I just don't see them tweet any of that because they don't want to be in the mix of all of this that's why i think it bothers me because they don't say anything back to can like they just let candace tweet whatever but you will never see giselle get on here and be like candace did this or like they will never do that to her so that's i think that's why robin's getting annoyed of her because everything they do is basically in the show they're not going to go on twitter and fight her Mm. yeah well, I think I think that's why then Robin goes on to explain that like if something happened with her husband when they were not filming the show and they resolved it and moved past it, why would she go tell the world? So what? So they could bash him when she and Juan have addressed the issue? And as much as I dislike I Juan, she does have a point with that, but she only has a point with that if you're not a reality star who's supposed to be putting your entire life on TV. Okay, you're a reality star. Yeah. You're a reality star. The point of you being on TV is for what? For me to watch your life implode. Okay? Just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know. Just... And it's not to say that I go in watching the show hoping your life implodes, but like also, Robin, can we like literally face reality here for a second? Mm-hmm. Let's be fucking for real. Your husband's like, cheating on everyone... you and you won't believe it. Your husband, uh, your husband's a philanderer. He out mm-hmm. here getting caught in a laundromat with a really, really hot coworker. I'm sorry. I have never done laundry mm-hmm. with any of my hot coworkers. Okay? And why is the coach uh... doing the laundry? <laughs> Why, why is the coach doing the laundry? Literally why? Like, not just that. Like, remember a few episodes ago when, when they were in Austin, Robin was literally standing up saying, well, Juan always deletes his messages. And everyone looked at her like, wait, so you're not even sketched out your own husband? What? And she was like, he even deletes her own messages. Girl, he's deleting it because he knows that if he deletes your own messages with him, if he deletes that, you're going to believe when he deletes other girls who are texting him. I mean, I, like, I don't know. Anyways, come on. Go on. Anyways, so Candace is right when she explains they're on a show, but they're lives. And I'm so surprised they're all allowed to break the fourth wall here. They like, are. They kept general. saying on the show, on the show. I'm like, wait, what? This has never happened before. <laughs> like, they just keep referring to the fact that they're on the show, which, okay, we all know we're watching you. But, like, there's been a lot of, like, fourth wall breaking in general, I think, mm-hmm. um, these last few seasons. Yeah. I after, um, like... Like the seasons, like across all throughout the, the franchises, franchises. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I've realized? I feel like on TV in general, they've been doing a lot of breaking the fourth wall. People are starting to call it meta humor, mm-hmm. which is like meta, as in like we all have to joke about the fact that yeah, okay, we are partially in real life, but also half of our time is spent. I don't know, in a virtual world but in her head. They're also doing that so. because a lot of people are getting sick of it. They're like, okay, if something, if you have to break the fourth wall for a certain storyline, do it because then they have to create a fake storyline just to make us think a certain fight is happening. When in real life, just tell us that you're actually fighting because maybe you weren't exposed last season for something, you know, like sometimes you kind of yeah. have to break the fourth wall to make things make sense now because as an audience, we're not stupid anymore. We know what's happening behind the scenes. So just say it. Yeah. Don't play dumb. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, I do feel like the Housewives franchise like is notorious for them always fighting about things that mm-hmm. like they're fighting about one thing, but they're actually fighting about something else. They always use code words, about, too. They're like, yeah, they're like making it about uh, like what, in Vanderpump it? Rules. They <laughs> use the pasta like when James Kennedy was fighting with Lala. He kept saying it's not about the pasta. And they were actually like referring to Coke or something like Coke use or whatever. So like yeah. people or are like. like yeah, Say, or like Meredith talking about having to take a bath, like in the tub. Like, uh, come on, is all that just about a bath? <laughs> like, come on, come on. Oh, you think there's serious. more to it with her bathtub? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. A no, comment, like you know, I mean that that very well knowing Meredith might not mean anything. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. <laughs> like, you I'm know t- what I mean? No, I get so, it. Continuing on. 
Mm-hmm. Robin then points out her biggest issue with Candace is the fact that Candace thinks Robin is in cahoots with Giselle and Ashley about covering for Juan by plotting on Candace's husband last season. And so, but they show flashbacks though of Robin defending Candace and her husband all last season and not siding with Giselle. But then Candace points out that she thinks Robin knew what Giselle was planning on doing to her last season and points out that birds flock together, (laughs) stay together. And then Candace says that Robin is making it about her. And Robin is right. People will take it as facts when Candace keeps tweeting that Robin was also behind the rumor uh, about Chris making Giselle. She's right. But but this, this is why Robin's getting pissed at Candace because she's like, if you keep saying that I knew or that I knew what Giselle was doing last season and you tweet about it, you're going to, I'm going to have a bunch of Bravo fans like giving me death threats in my, in my DMs. Like this, I understand because the fans on the Bravo fans are the craziest people ever. Okay. They will go in your DMs. They will send you death threats. They will do whatever. And she just knows that the Candace fans will go out there and attack Robin. So that's what she's implying. Lord. But yeah, like basically no resolution happened here. And uh, Robin and leaves. leaves. <laughs> and then Robin finishes his sandwich. Yeah, that was so funny. I was just... <laughs> so, uh, all in all, like, I feel like episode wise, I don't know. What do you think of the episode, Dina? Suzanne, what's going on with Potomac? Guys, it's like the one year I'm making Suzanne watch Potomac all throughout the season. It's so bad. Bad. Why? Well, the thing is, like, I had watched episodes before, and they were actually pretty good. So, yeah, I am. Yeah, I was annoyed. The the episodes I didn't get to recap with Suzanne were actually pretty good episodes that I wished we got to go over. But you know, once we're at the reunion episodes, and I guess Andy Cohen goes over them, we'll we'll hit it back up. Yeah. But anyways, all right. Always, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please leave us some feedback. Um, any things that you'd like us to talk about as well. We're more than happy to, uh, I don't know, I guess expand some of the things we talk about before we kind of jump into the recap. Oh, um, and our, the cameras always- came in. Wait, the cameras came in. So we're going to be on YouTube starting next week. We're so excited. <laughs> anyways, yeah. You guys can see us. Um, and yeah, and so now... Basically, just, you know, like, subscribe. Always, you know, feel free to subscribe, share it with your friends. And and thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Signing off.